Hi friends, welcome to the Wabi Sabi podcast. This is episode number 119. I'm so happy that you are here to join me today. My hands on my heart. Welcome. If you are a longtime friend of the Wabi Sabi podcast, thank you for listening. And if you're a new friend, welcome. This is a safe space for everyone. I'm so excited to have you here. It's not a perfect space. It's not a place where I will preach to you. Um, And it's certainly not a place where I'm going to give you all my beliefs and views and values and morals and say that this is the way and it's the only way. I am a daughter of a Japanese mother who is Buddhist and a Polish-American father who was raised Catholic, as was I. And then later in life, my father opened the door to a non-dominational church that follows the Bible, um, but in a different sort of way where he just wants to read straight from the Bible. And my mother is still a longtime Buddhist. And I started dabbling into both worlds as a kid. Um, I was introduced to Buddhism and um, Christianity and catechism early. So my new book, Spirited, is really about being American, which means you can be all things and come as you are. And that we truly are a place where cultures should be able to mesh and we should be able to learn and love through kindness and a lens of understanding one another. I am here today to speak to you guys about a couple of things that have come up. Um, There was a darling cat rescue girl. You know I work deeply in the cat rescue space for kittens, cats, elderly cats, and cats that are homeless and in need, especially with little wanderers, NYC. And there was this beloved girl that was called the oldest young cat lady, um, or the youngest old cat lady, forgive me. And she was huge in her community in Seattle. And um, she had left a note for everybody on Instagram that her pain mentally and her mental health and wellness space was not good. And she um, decided to end her life yesterday. And my thoughts and prayers go out to her and her family. My hand is on my heart. Sorry to bring such bad news. Um... I just wanted to let you guys know that no matter what people post on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, or wherever you're paying attention to media, it's not real. No one is going to post about their worst days and no one's going to show you when they are suicidal. And if you need help, I want you to reach out and dial 988 and call just 988 anytime you want. This is a prevention hotline that's available to anyone at any time. You can also go to 988lifeline.org. 988lifeline.org. If you ever need to speak to anybody, remember, if you live in the U.S. or I believe anywhere in the world, there are providers and professionals um, that can help you if you would like you can also call or text 1-800-985-5990 if you are a veteran you can also dial 988 anytime if um habla espanol you can dial 1-888-628-9454 there is also a line for the deaf and hard of hearing tty users you can dial 711 
and then dial 988. This is really important for you to share the 988 message with your friends and family because so many people do not know this service is free and available. And don't be afraid if you are going through a mental health issue, crisis, or a suicide attempt. Everyone has been in a dark place before in this world, and I think it's okay that we're all in the same boat together and that we share. And I want you all to know that you are never alone in your pain and suffering. I only wrote Spirited, my new book on Audible, because I was going through such a dark time and I didn't want to lie to you guys about how fucking shitty my life was because of my own personal suffering. I didn't want to expose all the bad things to you. God God forbid I ever post anything awful or bad or scary that was going on with my personal life. And I want you to know that sometimes as a human, the key that we can actually be for others is just better understanding. If we all saw the world through a prism, we would understand that life is an array of various colors, creeds, morals, values, religions, beliefs, and all kinds of backgrounds. Just look at a globe, for God's sake. How can we expect others to be the same as ourselves? And how do we project and portray hatred onto those who are not like ourselves? How can we better learn to understand that our universal suffering is what ties us all together? So if you think that somebody has a perfect life, I fucking guarantee you that they are putting on a front and it is not real. You know, I also don't personally post about my beloved cat or my boyfriend because I really want to keep these things private. And it's okay if you do too. I want to give you permission right now to like not have to post anything. You don't have to TikTok if you don't feel like it. I know it makes a lot of people nauseous. You do not have to post on Instagram if you don't feel like it. It has gotten through its threshold. I also think it's a little interesting since we're going through a period right now where a lot of people feel great when they're not on these apps. I think they have also accelerated the thoughts and feelings and darkness of those who feel low self-worth, low self-esteem, and don't feel seen, heard, or loved by the world around them. I see you and I hear you. My hand is on my heart and I appreciate you. And I am so happy that you are here where we do real talk about real, true financial wellness, emotional health, mental health, wellness with nourishment through food, sleep, better wellness practices from my ancestors in Japan, what I've learned through the monks in the mountains. And yeah, of course, we're going to talk about fucking smoothies, cocktails, nights of partying, how many men you've banged on the weekend. I mean, hopefully it's not that many, but I should have said through the year. I don't know. I'm <laughs> not in that phase of my life anymore, but I'm just saying this is reality. And the craziest part about working in media for 20 years, this is the fucking craziest part, you guys, is that we do not show an accurate perception of real life when we are on TV, the screen, the news, etc. It's so crazy that I can't go out there and talk about the things that are real talk. Like right now we can do it on the pod because this is our safe space. 
But when you see me buttoned up for work, like judging Iron Chef or Be Bobby Flay, reporting on the Today Show or reporting on Good Morning America or writing for Vogue, of course I'm going to button up. But the crazy part about TV and media and publishing and, and the screens is that we don't normally portray this deep, dark, inner suffering side of life. We don't talk about the things that we all necessarily talk about behind closed doors. So because I record this podcast in the utmost privacy in my own home studio, sometimes in studio, sometimes with others, but mostly by myself, I'm able to shut out the world and give you the real shit And of course, I'll be honest with you guys, life will never, ever be perfect. So right now, take a deep breath in and take a deep breath out. Life is never going to be perfect and you and I are going to go through the gauntlet together. If you are suffering with mental health and illness, please reach out to a professional. You can find free counseling If you cannot afford it, absolutely check your local government website or local state website. And also don't forget, you can always sign up for Obamacare or healthcare.org and get free health insurance and really get your mental health and wellness on. So many of you write to me about how inspiring I am, like I had said in the last episode. And sometimes I feel like I owe you even more. And I don't know how to do it. So I wrote Audible Originals Spirited so that I could be really honest and organized, concise. A lot of this podcast can sometimes be a positive and inspiring train of thought. And it helps me to communicate to you what is going on in my inner world in Brooklyn and New York while all of us are going through our day-to-day and we are suffering and struggling. But what you will fucking love about this new book, it is so fucking organized. It is on point. The chapters are fucking perfect. And I will use that goddamn word, excuse me, God, sorry. I will use the word, excuse me, um, because I feel like bleeding out for five years was so rough on these pages and I feel like it was the best way for me to get you the best information. Sometimes I can't possibly tell you everything, but I can write. That is one thing I know I have. So if people try to tell you that you don't have any talent, that you can't write, that you don't know how to edit, you ne- you definitely need like two editors, etc. Don't take it personal. I've had so many people tell me that I shouldn't narrate my own books. I shouldn't be a writer. I'm not a good writer. I should get multiple editors because I'm such a fucking horrible writer. All of the above. And I still am going to do what I do because it feels right. I don't want you to think that wellness is about perfection. Wellness is not about buying shit on the internet. Wellness is not about working out in green juice. It's simply about understanding listening, choosing good words, good deeds, good practice. And it is about being the best version of you as much as you can possibly be, but not all the time. 
all of us will have faults in our lifetime. We will all suffer. We will all struggle. We will all have suicidal thoughts. We will all go through times of darkness where we feel like we cannot go any further. I mean, I cried earlier today about how I thought to myself, how am I going to get through this book launch on my own? It's the first time I was ever handed a book with zero publicists. So I had to scrape all the money in my savings and hire a publicist for the next five months to stand by my side and get this going. It was an old friend who gave me a total discounted rate and we are going to scrimp and we are going to scrap and we are going to do this shit together because I haven't had a job in a long time, to be honest with you guys. My big shoots and shows, they come and they go like many artists, directors, producers, writers, anybody who works as an independent contractor or runs their own entrepreneurial small business knows we don't always have a job and we aren't always on. So it is best to support those artists that you know that are going through the gauntlet. I mean, this is true, you guys. Most of the work that you see that I have put out there on my channels is work that we have shot over the last year and a half. And what happens is we batch record everything and we shoot everything a year and a half in advance. And then over time, we start editing and cutting tape. And this is how we save time and we get a better rate with our editors and producers and directors by making sure that we're all organized on the same team. So some of the same shooters cut the same tape. And what that means is while I have plenty on my plate to still do, the paychecks aren't coming in every two weeks. I'm right there with you guys. No matter what you think of somebody in front of a camera or on Instagram claiming to be X, Y, or Z, remember that they are all human and everybody is going through a different experience at different points in time. But guess what? As as Ram Dass once said, we are all going to the same place. We are all walking each other home. I want you to also think about I am loving awareness. Can you say this to yourself? I am loving awareness. Say it one more time. I am loving awareness. One more time. I am loving awareness. What you have to remember about Ram Dass and his practice about being almost like a supernatural human of spirituality on this planet during his time here was that he taught us that we are all loving awareness. So we're really just all walking each other home, as he says. Sometimes learning from our elders and our spiritual teachers that came before us is the greatest way for us to open the doors to create a modern zeitgeist of what spirituality, wellness, understanding, and mental health truly are. Don't listen to anybody that feels shady to you. Don't listen to people that ask you for money. Don't listen to people that tell you that their way is the only way. And please don't fall into the trap of listening to people that are true con artists. One must look into the history, the accolades, and the past work 
of an individual and then see if it equates, if it, if it really adds up to what they're trying to teach you spiritually and mentally. Remember, as Rick Rubin once said, none of us know what we want until it is handed to us. He helps to create some of the biggest giants in music, and he has always gone off of a feeling. So I am here to help to keep you in your feelings, whether they are dark or light, good or bad. I am not here to judge you. I have done so much bad shit in my lifetime, and I have tried to do my best to do so much good as well. But I am still a perfectly imperfect person. You are a gift in your own way. You are never going to be a perfect person, nor am I. So we may as well accept where we are in this lifetime together and say to ourselves, I'm okay with where I'm at right now. And you can say to yourself again, I am loving kindness. I'm loving kindness. I am loving kindness. Remember that you are capable of great love and great things. And if you ever feel like giving up like I did today, remember to give yourself a reset. Go for a walk. Solvitore Ambulando. Go for a bike ride. Go for a swim. Go pet your cat. Get a new plant for your house. Get some new sheets. Do a meditation or breath work. Ask a friend if they can take a call with you. Call your mom. Go look at some cherry blossoms. And or cook yourself a really nice meal. And just give yourself a reset. Remember, nobody is living a perfect life. Even the people that make millions and billions of dollars a year. Does not mean that they are in happiness. A state of bliss. Joy. In fact... My Japanese ancestors loved clutter. They loved collecting things. They loved foliage. They loved visiting the different seasons across Japan. There were so many beautiful things about them. And to be honest with you, my grandmother's china cabinets in Japan were full of beautiful tea trinkets, matcha cups, bowls, whisks, cooking utensils, plates, bowls, cups, glasses. I think I said bowls and cups and plates like 30 times, but what else was I going to say? I can't remember. They're all the same damn thing to me. So for like six different years, my mother said, you know, Candice, you can take your grandmother's things. She's going to love that you use them maybe in your new book. Don't forget you're carrying on your grandfather's torch. Which she had never, never said to me during my childhood. I mean, I'm almost 41 now. It was time, mom, it's time for you to tell me I'm doing okay. It wasn't until we were shooting Kintsugi Wellness, the documentary for NHK in Japan, in the middle of the woods in front of old Buddha statues that were hundreds of years old that my grandfather used to paint. They are called Sekibutsu in Japanese. Sekibutsu an old stone Buddha statue that my grandfather used to paint. And I saw them, I saw them come to me and his paintings. And that's how I knew Buddhism, spirituality in a different array of light became my next book. It was exactly what my grandfather was seeing on his canvas through his own lens 
where I said, I got it, I got it, I got it. It took me forever to fucking figure it out. And it also took my mom forever to allow me to have the torch in the family word of Kintsugi, Kumai family artistry. I was the next one in line and I'm also the youngest and last one with the Kumai family line as far as, yeah, I mean, as far as the name goes, I am the last one. Very weird. Anyways, it's a conversation for a glass of Japanese whiskey. I leave you guys with a little bit of time with my new book in chapter one. Please pre-order Audible Spirited right now. It is at audible.com slash spirited audible.com slash spirited it's free right now if you pick it up and download it and if you need to say you're on a budget you can always cancel your audible membership when you don't want to pay for it anymore but be sure to listen to the book first and write a juicy review the original drop date is going to be april 27th but this is chapter one a preview into my own darkness the shit in my life the horrible things i've seen and done and also I'm a shitty person. I'm not good. I'm not great. I'm not amazing. I'm a fucking human being. And I hope that all of you can say the same thing to yourself. When you are a perfect reflection of yourself and you can be totally honest with who you are, that is the most beautiful thing in the world alongside with understanding another. When you speak to another person and they listen to understand instead of to react and speak that is a beautiful gift thank you for listening to me to understand you are fucking awesome and i am so sorry for all the damn cursing all the time but ever since i moved back to new york it's just here i can't help it my mom likes to say you know Candice, you are using the fbs Ah, he's a kind of crazy. Me and your father, we didn't teach you that. You didn't learn from me. And she knows I picked it up somewhere here on the streets of New York when I was 29, 28, and I was hustling my way to the top. (laughs) Here's a little bit on my journey, and I will close you guys out at the end, but enjoy this. And I love all of you, and I look forward to seeing you all at the launch of Spirited on Audible Originals coming soon. Part one, looking inward, getting clear on yourself. Chapter one, getting clear, starting to see the light. When I was 22, I enrolled myself into culinary school and nobody thought it was a good idea. I had just earned my college degree in interpersonal and organizational communications, finished some modeling jobs across Asia, and my mother in particular was so disappointed that I had shifted my career into culinary arts and wellness. She said famously, Candice, you can cook for your fun and you can cook for your friends, but you cannot cook for a living. But for me... Learning how to cook seemed like the most important thing that I could be doing. I was so passionate about people from different cultures and learning techniques, new skills, and gaining knowledge about health and what sustains us. I knew I had talent here. 
I didn't know it would lead me to be the youngest contestant on Top Chef ever, and later a judge on Iron Chef in my 20s, and while writing over seven books by the time I turned 38. I had always loved using my hands to create things, and I was a writer and crazy interested in discussions about how culture and wellness fit into our lives. I insisted on going to culinary school because I knew I wanted to grow the gifts I already had. At the time in 2005, culinary arts was a boys' club. Cooking was not popular like it is today. There was no social media, and chefs were not celebrities. So it was going to be an uphill battle, to say the least. I took out a loan of $50,000 to cover the tuition, and I paid my own way through with the help of some modeling gigs on the side. My days were intense. I woke up at 4.30 a.m. every morning for class at 6, then driving to work in the afternoon, then doing homework in the evening, and crashing into bed by 9 p.m. just to wake up and do it all over again like clockwork. Years later, my beloved and once unpopular world of wellness exploded. It became crowded, with some wonderful people making real contributions. But also, with such explosive growth came scammers and egomaniacs alike. And as a child of tough immigrant parents, I admired those who put in their dues, did the work, and learned to craft their chosen profession into an art form. I admired those who did what they loved and worked with merit in mind versus money or fame. And I can say all these years later that I am so glad that I listened to my heart and put in the work to break into something that I was sincerely passionate about. My scrappy experience of paving my own way and the multitudes of discoveries that followed ended up taking me to Japan, Australia, France, Tokyo, Koyasan, Okinawa, Ghana, Shikoku, Tonga, Samoa, and the Galapagos, just to name a few places all over the world. When you do the work and you pay your dues, my goodness, that hard knock grit and your character you develop follows you into the rest of your life. I feel like my own spirit had been broken innumerable times in those years. And by putting it all back together piece by piece, I became the person I am today. I want to help you move forward on your own journey. So I'm dedicating this chapter to the topic of listening to your spirit and navigating the path ahead so you can accomplish your dreams. To begin, let's get really clear on you. What are your specific unique gifts and contributions? And how can you strengthen those gifts and not allow outside influences to affect you? Later, we'll talk more about that. How to stop comparing yourself to others, to screen out the naysaying voices. In my case, it was my own family and some friends. For you, it might be other people in the world competitors, partners, friends, followers, colleagues. It might even be your own inner critic. But stick to your calling and cultivate trust in yourself. 
This will be some of the hardest work you will have to practice in your lifetime, but it is precisely how you will then be able to grow. For now, let's go inward on clearing your path to inner peace, where we might even catch a glimpse of enlightenment, and let's find your own gifts. And then let's learn how to cherish and protect them. To start, there are many spiritual teachers available to guide us. My studies on Buddhist and spiritual practices have substantially deepened after years of solo temple stays in the mountains of Japan. In Kyoto, I often stay at a family temple known as Shunkoin of one of my colleagues, Reverend Takafumi Kawakami. Takafumi-san teaches us the important lessons related to our limited perception. One of his favorite lessons he taught me is of the elephant and the three blind men. This is a parable that is used in many religious teachings, which is derived from India. The story goes that three blind men were each asked to describe a creature before them, which unbeknownst to them is an elephant. As the blind men begin describing the different parts of the elephant they are each touching, of course, they each notice something different, and they argue over the discrepancies of what they each individually feel. And the funny thing is that they're actually all correct. One says, this creature is a long and slim rope. He was touching the tail. Another says, nah, it's like a soft, flexible fan. He was feeling an ear. And the third blind man said, no, 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 you're both wrong. The creature is as solid and firm, like a wall. He was feeling the side of the elephant's body. They continued to argue and call each other names because each man believed that he knew what the animal was actually like and they did not agree with each other. All of us act just as foolishly. We are all viewing life in the same way. But what we experience daily is uniquely our own universe. Reality is different for everyone, and even though it feels solid, real, and tangible to us, as humans trapped in our own minds and experiences, this is both our gift and our curse. The key principle to keep in mind is that our own perspective, how we as individuals process things, is actually small-minded and insignificant compared to the whole universe. Remember, other individuals do not have the same experiences or beliefs as you. And this is a beautiful thing. So when other people don't understand the path that's calling you forward, in my case, it was naysayers. Let's just call them haters too. And even some of my own close family members and friends. This will allow you to see the situation from a spiritual perspective. You can be aware that others have a different way of feeling and experiencing life. So take this into account when they dissuade you from the course that is calling you. Once you release your attachment to the opinions of others with empathy for them, you can then step into a growth mindset, which in Zen Buddhism is called Shoshin, or a beginner's mind. This refers to a mind state in which one lets go of preconceptions and adopts an attitude of curiosity and openness, 
approaching subjects like a beginner, even when relatively advanced. It is only through this childlike mind that we can step outside of our blinders. We can realize that like the blind men describing the elephant, there is a fuller picture of life that we just can't see. But we can start piecing it together with a spirit of curiosity. I really invite you to meditate or journal about the following questions in order to define your own gifts and practice self-affirmations. How can we love ourselves and reveal who we are in this world is a gift? Write down your own gifts and write about how you came to identify them. What do people admire about you and what do you admire about yourself? It's okay to be confident in you and to believe in yourself. It's about self-esteem, not vanity. Do you think what other people admire about you is true? How do you sort the fact from the fiction, the myth and legend from your real stories to get to the real truth of your gifts? Talk to your friends, have real conversations, be vulnerable, and trust those safe spaces. But also know that they are only seeing one piece of reality, just as you are seeing a different piece. Write down what you love and then find where that intersects with what you are good at or where you want to grow. And then write down three ways that you can get closer to the things you love. You shouldn't feel bad about having judgments. It's completely normal. It's just whether you believe them or not that counts. Humans by nature are judgmental. During evolution, we develop rapid-fire instincts that allow us to make spur-of-the-moment decisions and keep us safe from danger. But at the same time, many of them are simply mistaken. Facing our judgment is the most important peace-giving tool in Buddha's arsenal. And if you find yourself straying into judgment while reflecting on gifts and strengths, just remember, there is no right or wrong here. Think of a rainbow with its infinite, brilliant colors. They are never quite the same with different hues and perspectives. This perspective of curiosity and non-judgment will help you on the first stepping stone of your spiritual journey. That first step is to see yourself clearly, and this list you just made is a start. But it isn't all sunshine and roses, and you guys know that. Unicorns, too. In order to take an honest look at ourselves, we need to acknowledge these aspects that may seem more challenging because we are all made up of a vast range of interests, emotions, and stories. I always think of my grandfather's art. He painted portraits of these gray stone Buddha statues tucked away in the countryside of southern Japan. And while painting them, he used bright, wildly beautiful palettes of colors to share what he saw. He saw them in full color, more than meets the eye. A combination of hues, both light and dark, but brilliant at the same time. And I'd like to think that we are all made of this kind of technicolor. And let's tell it like it is. Not all of our colors are light and beautiful. Reverend Takafumi-san and I have had many conversations on anger, suffering, anxiety, resentment, and depression— 
and how we can choose to better understand ourselves, our crazy thoughts, and our own struggles. Takafumi-san helped me to understand that our emotions are like a toolbox. We can use anxiety as it shows us that we care about the matter at hand. We can listen to depression and learn that the sadness is teaching us a lesson. We can even use that crazy voice in your head that talks to you all day that annoys the shit out of you, like when you feel a flood of emotions and you're triggered, or when you're in a spiral of difficult emotion. He taught me to see those tough times and challenges as a wake-up call to pay attention to our toolbox of emotions. What we want to grow towards is self-understanding, which will help us to forge our own unique path with awareness of our blind spots and unique personal challenges. Now that we've talked about our gifts and those things that challenge us while embracing them, we can begin to talk about things that stand in our way. It's a lot. There are many demons that we will be working through and clearing starting in the next chapter. But guess what? We all have demons. Not one person on this earth is free of them. It's how we choose to handle them that reshapes who we are. The root of the word demon comes from the Greek mythology, meaning a deity or a genius. So perhaps you need to know about your demons to learn your inner genius. I hope and pray that the new book will help you as much as it has helped me. Sometimes mere words on a page that are handwritten by an individual who has lived a life through their own struggles and sharing those struggles actually is what helps us to grow and become even more beautiful. And not everyone will gel. Not everyone will be your best friend. We will all have hardships within our life and our story will be different no matter where we're from in the world. And I really appreciate you, my hands on my heart, listening to this podcast Sometimes it's hard when we don't all have the same understanding in this world, even of our own selves. And as we grow to learn these different experiences in life, as we take care of one another, as we listen to one another, as we understand one another better, we can start to see that prism where life is made up of brilliant colors. We can see the Sekibutsu Buddha with all the different colors that my grandfather used to paint because they were not gray to him. They were full of vibrant and beautiful, brilliant colors. Sometimes we can understand a sorrow, a hardship, a very sad time. There is a poem I would like to read to you. I will have to look it up because it is one of my favorite things to listen to when I'm in a very sad and provoked place. Sometimes I like to talk to you guys um, while I'm typing on notes on my computer for you. Here it is, a poem by Rumi called The Guest House. This being human is a guest house. Every morning, a new arrival. 
a joy, a depression, a meanness, some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all, even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Still, treat each guest honorably. He might be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whoever comes because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Rumi. This being human is a guest house. If you'd like to look that poem up, it is called The Guest House by Rumi, and it is one of the most beautiful and brilliant, sensational poems that speaks so much to all of us in one sweep. Well, that is all the time I have for you. Please sign up for my newsletter because we have gifts, free gifts coming out this month and next month. I will also, I won't be on the Today Show on Wednesday. They changed my date. That's what happens in live news. So I'll see you at the end of April on the Today Show. Please change the date. Sorry about that. I felt so bad. My mom and my partner's dad asked. Um, And sometimes it's embarrassing too, but that's just you know, live TV and news for you. And also, please don't forget to give this podcast a five-star review. It helps us so much. And also my book, Kintsugi Wellness. I really look forward to serving all of you over the next few months through this new book launch on my own. And I'm a scrapper. I'm a fighter. I'm a go-getter. I'm a self-made fucking hustler. And I will refuse to give up even when times get hard. And I will be here for you through all of mental health battles, suffering, the light and the dark. We celebrate everything here together because we are not fair weather friends. We are real friends and we get each other through the toughest of times. Take your mask off and be real. And don't forget that wellness is a self-proclaimed journey that is individualistic for each of you, no matter if you are in France, Japan, Canada, no matter if you are in China or you are in the Philippines, Russia, Australia, New Zealand, wherever you are, you are beautiful. And thank you for listening to this podcast. Have a beautiful day.